listening to Flight of Fantasy. Uh, well, it's Connor and Austin back again for the third week in a row with fantasy and football shenanigans. The Flight of Fantasy. Fantasy. Whoa, that had no ducking. Oh, jeez. <laughs> ah. We're just like, okay, and into the show. Hello, people. All, right. All seven of you. All seven of you. One from Spain still, for some reason. Hey. Hola. Oh, bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not stealing that bit. No. Um, well, like we said, uh, I, I almost said I'm Austin. I am Connor. Austin. And uh, we're back for week three. Three weeks on the trot, which... Does that mean we're heating up according to... That's Space Jam rules, right? Space Jam rules. We're heating we're, up. We are heating up. We are one on, more and we're on fire. One more on fire, but... Let's be honest, you and me will never be on fire on no. these calls because we have been missing every call, I feel, all, yeah, every no, week. We, if, you, if you have been religiously making lineup adjustments according to our recommendations, you're ice water is what you are right you now. You would have my record. Yes, we'll get to you in a moment, sir. <laughs> uh, in fact, we'll just step right into it at the check-in counter here. Uh, first things first, one of the major headlines this week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID-19. So, I mean, this is just ridiculous. I mean... Well, the, I watched an interview that he gave at the very beginning of the season. And he said he was vaccinated. Or he, he, he hinted... He deliberately avoided he, mentioning yeah, it. Yeah, I know. And he positioned himself like, well, you know, I'm there sorry, are some guys. you are a public figure. Uh, this is a national pandemic. We're not going to get into... He's from California, too. I mean, he, he's still a white male with money, so... And that hair doesn't give me much confidence. I mean, yeah. you know what he is? He has the same hair as Cole Beasley. Yeah, but you know the thing is, though, you like look at his wife, or girl, wife now, they got married, or are they still engaged? I Whatever. have no idea. And she looks like she's like a hippie from like 1960s commune, California. Oh, that explains the hair. Yeah, um, uh, but also hippie from 1960s commune, uh, probably anti-vaxxer, so here we go. Yeah. I mean, the, the other bigger news this week is like the OBJ news with the Browns there. I was sort of like a little shocked. I thought, honestly, the other day he was going to be traded. Yeah. Uh, the guy's been producing nothing this year. He's, well, he, between his the injury... The only thing he produces is his name. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting conundrum that they have because they went out on a limb and traded for him basically at the top of his game he was he was partially injured the season they traded for him yeah i mean they didn't give up like the whole farm for him i think it was a second and a third yeah so it's not like they gave away three firsts like other some other team gave to move up the draft to number three but um i mean they like for a wide receiver they definitely still like gave away some resources for him and for the limited production he's done it's been a little upsetting right well and honestly he he subscribes a little too closely to the Antonio Brown style of being a main wide receiver where it's it's a little too much drama. It's a little too much I am who I am, like you better treat me right. Because Well, I mean he, then you should take a note from Antonio Brown and go to a team where he's the third wide receiver and then he actually produces. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's we'll we'll see how that develops. Uh because we're past the trade deadline, he's gonna have to be cut if they want to get rid of him. Which I don't... Why would you do that? Why, I mean, he, Wait until he, still, the off he still has some value. So yeah. I feel they're just going to let him sit out the season, get healthy, 
and then try to like recoup a fourth rounder for him. Yeah. I mean, at least it's not as bad as the Raiders got right now. Oh, uh, well, first of all, we're going to we're going to start off this bit of news by by saying to the to the family of the individual who was killed by what happened. I mean, this har- is a tragedy and it's our, like something our hearts we don't go out. See uh DUIs are no joke and seriously, like we don't have a drop or a, a an ad for it, but like d- Jesus, we have Uber. We live in the world of Uber and Lyft. There is no excuse for doing this, you guys. Henry I mean, Ruggs. it's Las Vegas. Walk down the street to yeah. your hotel. Or just oh my God. get a hotel in the place you're drinking. Henry Ruggs crashed into a RAV4 going 150 plus mile an hour. And an well, was hour, his blood alcohol level? Well, was... so they didn't take it at the scene. They took it an hour and a half later at the station, and it was still 0.16. That is double what the legal limit is who knows what it was at the point of the crash Uh, i mean this is just like irresponsible to another level uh it's a tragedy um and i mean this guy is going to be out of the league i mean he's already been cut by the raiders now um this was a guy who came into the league as a first round draft pick top 20 pick i think he was number 12 last year and it what it what it What's going to be incredibly telling, because the league has a horrible track record with anything like this, they'd much rather spend time enforcing Josh Gordon, had a little baggie of weed, he should be out of the league. Uh, Kareem Hunt beat the crap out of a woman, and he still plays. You see, uh, well, I don't know that the jury was ever cleared on the Tyreek Hill news when he was accused of handling his child. Or um, AP when he beat his, like... Girlfriend, or, girlfriend wife. or wife. Yeah. So there is evidence would suggest that Roger Goodell will see this man playing in a uniform the second he's out of his prison uniform, which is depressing. So in other words, it's kind of us up to the penal justice system to make sure that he is out of the league for so long that he's just aged out of the league. Yeah, I mean, it's like on both ways. It's like it's a shame to see a kid who I mean, he's only 22 years old, 23. Yeah, I think he's 22 yeah. years old. Just, like, ruined his own life like this. But it's even worse that when he took someone else's life. Yeah. But moving forward, um, back to the world of lovely COVID. We have another COVID positive in the league. This one is Shaquan Barkley. Saquon. Saquon he, Barkley. Uh, yeah, he tested. I guess that was today, earlier today. And it now was, yeah, it was super he's, early. He's got... Uh, he's got two days to get back-to-back negative tests. Well, mo- more than two days, but he has to get back-to-back negatives yeah. to be eligible Sunday. That'll he can only be, be t- tested every 10 hours. So he probably has like seven tests between now and, and kickoff. Yeah, I mean... And only two of those back-to-back have to be negative. The, the other issue is like, I mean, he's still bat- battling that ankle injury. So it's like, even if he can come back, it's like... He might as well just take the week. I mean, take the week. I mean, he's on my team. He's been on my IR now for four weeks here. But um, but half of a Saquon for a week is not as valuable as get, losing him entirely for a week and getting him at full. No, no, a hundred percent. Like yeah. I'm like I've been hurting these last few weeks. We were we're gonna talk about this later, but it's like, and I would love to be able to plug him into my lineup to get those like 15, 16 points. But right now, it's like I would rather him sit out so I can have that personal like guarantee. Like the rest of the season, I can right. play him. Right. Well, uh, speaking of rest of season decisions, uh, Calvin Ridley recently announced, I believe it was during football on Sunday, yeah. that he intended to step away for a length of time. It was indefinitely. indefinitely. That was the word. Which is the word everyone uses when they can't make up how long. Um, he's apparently dealing with some of his own personal stuff. We hope 
we hope that everything is going well in his life that it if he has his own demons to chase if he has his own i mean mental health is like a serious thing and it's like, very I'm serious really glad like these i'd ki- rather these, these that kids in the league, than henry ruggs's situation yeah 100 percent. these kids in the leagues they have a lot of pressure on them there is a lot of pressure for these guys to produce yeah. not just for well um, not not on the field but, but to produce for produce their, families, their families bring bring money home um yet to be seen what happens here all you can really hope for is that who knows maybe next year he comes back he's righted all the all the wrongs um we just pray this doesn't end up with like a oh yeah he stepped away to preempt 24 people accusing him of getting grabby in a you know massage parlor it'd be nice if it if that was no what is about to happen i hope it's truly that he's doing this for himself um well this would be a really great like opportunity for an ad by like teledoc yeah should get like free healthcare online talk to a therapist right now yeah better help if you're out there looking for a podcast we get deep we also get wacky but we mostly we mostly get kind of wacky in a deep way so uh speaking of wacky and deep at the same time this is going to be of course week three of our podcast as we mentioned a couple of times now and, uh, well, we've got some trends building between Austin and myself. Not good since, trends. Well, fantastic trends. Okay, this is like a whole... I mean, This is the tale of two shitties, yeah. is what it is. My shitty team has suddenly been a good team since the podcast became, well, regular. And now that, uh, now that we've had two weeks of the podcast, Austin has lost both weeks. Yeah. So I'm on a two... Basically, it's we're calling it the podcast curse... <laughs> slash the podcast blessing yeah it's, this is not, it has not been a fun two weeks especially losing to you the first week and then my wife and the then second your week. wife <laughs> the second week i was literally like i should just kill myself but instead of doing that i went and talked to my therapist about mental health not a sponsor <laughs> i didn't say who, dr edward if you want to sponsor the podcast hey. here's your opportunity oh no, uh, it. If these trends hold, it, I think at the end of this, if this, week, if I lose this week, I we're never doing this podcast again. No, no. If if you lose this week and I win this week, what what we'll probably have to do is we'll have to burn some sage around the microphones, and we'll have you do the intro. You know, we it, the juju's going to get no, mixed we up. We got to do, do something. Got to flip the script. Let's sacrifice a chicken. I don't know. Well, uh, if if we can look back at this last week's games, if that's not too painful for no, you, no, no, let's definitely let's, let's we'll, check out the rest of these games. This yeah, week. we'll we'll go to our cavity check segment, which is of course when we probe ourselves for uh, well how we all did in the last week. <laughs> you of, can sort of tell this is Connor's favorite category because he loves to probe himself. As Drake said, you know, I'm feeling myself. I thought he said I'm only, in the building I, and I'm feeling myself. Rest in peace, smack. Dr- anyway, I thought he said he only. That was the whitest four seconds of fantasy football <laughs> podcasting you've ever heard. That was a a waspy white man rapping Drake. So, uh, I will will start it off the top with myself. Cheese. What is up with Connor and Cheese recently? Playing against Paris this week. My tap is in Paris and they going gorillas. Huh? I don't even know what that means. Uh, effectively, it, it was a pretty one-sided affair because Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown got their shit done the way I hoped they would when I drafted him, and Paris had a big fat goose egg from Emmanuel Sanders. We'll talk about I mean, him yeah, later. Yeah, he had a rough little week there. He was the second, third lowest scoring team this week. This next contest was the, actually the lowest scoring team was Mike Weatherhead. 
still on his honeymoon, so he's still having fun, but he only scored 68 points against our league leader, John. Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. 98 points by John this week. So, low-scoring game. Um, I mean, no real big players showed up. I mean, Mixon uh, for John gave him a good outing. And uh, Joe Burrow threw out 20 points. But, um, yeah, what, tough loss for Mike. What, what's annoying for the rest of our league is that this week, basically any of the other winners... Of would any have, other game would have, would have beaten, beaten John, John yeah. and we would have handed him only his second loss this I season. Know. So, um, both this next game, both teams would have beaten him actually. We got yeah, rolling we, with Mahomes. That's Paris, or excuse me, your own. Took the loss. Personal Jesus took. He took a loss with 104 points against yeah. uh, Daniel, my brother. In law. Well, he's older than me. Is he like your stepbrother? Are you stuck in the washing machine, stepbrother? Wow, that took a hard left turn into <laughs> Austin's fantasies. Yeah, it, it was really a uh, a stellar Rams game. Daryl Henderson for uh, for Daniel and Matt Stafford. Yeah, he did the double there with them both, and I mean, I mean, the Rams have been hot all season. It's yeah, just easy to plug and play those guys. Makes it hard to be a 49er fan. Yeah, this next game, I was very um, intrigued on who was going to win because it was our buddy oh, Christian versus Jace, of course. Ding, ding, ding. I mean, the rivalry since day one. Yeah, two um, OG teams. Two of the OG guys. Um, not horrible like production by their teams there. It was 101 versus 92. Some big-name players, though, that sort of stepped up. We got Amari Cooper, Aaron Jones versus Hill and Debo Samuel. Um, Pretty even. I think what happened was... It was a shootout. Was... This really came down to the Monday Night Game, actually. I think uh, Christian just sort of pulled it away that last day. Yeah. And this last. was the most disappointing game of the week here. We have... This is my wife. Dog Moms. This is my other wife. Took the win over... Myself, I'm yep. sitting here with a almost was that almost a forty point loss. Yep, just shy. Just shy. I had three guys on bides this week. I'm not even gonna make any excuse. It's the fucking curse of the podcast. You know, I'm walking <laughs> off set right now. Sure. I mean, all of all of the wonderful fantasy you can say, podcast you listeners. Can, yeah, no, you can say I'm I'm gonna do a. An audio drop right now. Yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna drop out of the podcast. Yeah, I'm just gonna drop out. But well, I guess that that is an all right segue here for. Uh, it's a horrible segue, but we're gonna go to the blacklist right now. Yeah, blacklist or no fly list. These are people that you cannot safely blindly throw into your lineup. You're gonna have to monitor them this week. It's our injuries. Well. It's a long uh, list this week, actually. It, it's it's pretty long. There yeah. were some sucky. We're gonna run through this here for you guys. Yeah, so. Michael Hold Thomas. Michael Thomas, straight drop. He's already announced he's out for the rest of the season. But, not coming back. That sucks for me. Yeah, I, I was, I was holding him this this year. I mean, I think I spent a tenth for him. I think you were in the ninth or eighth. Yeah, it was he, too early. It was a little early. I mean, it, I mean, everyone was hoping he was gonna come back. Then we got Tevin Coleman. He's been ruled out. Elijah uh, Mitchell of San Francisco didn't practice today. He was banged up last game. Hopefully he comes back. Uh, we got PJ Walker in uh, Carolina is actually, he says he is preparing to start. 
sounds like Darnold may not uh, clear concussion protocol. So we'll I see. I didn't even know he was on the concussion protocol, so <laughs> uh, irrelevant. We, we got uh, Waller, who has returned to practice. He's been out the last game or two, I want to say. Uh, Logan Thomas, speaking of tight ends, he is designated to return soon. Uh, Another tight end, Tanyan. On Tanyan the IR. went to the IR. Yeah, that was... Um, I mean... He's been a bust this year after the amazing season he had last year. We knew there was going to be a regression. And one more tight end to finish this, not even to finish this list, but to finish the tight ends of the list, Kittle could come back from the IR this week. This is great news for me. He was my third-round pick. I really need him to come back. I need my team to really start clicking here. Yeah. No, he uh, he has his, uh, his return window opened, as does Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he should be coming back. From experience, last year when I had McCaffrey return, wasn't so great. He yeah. ended up not really being... He's on a pitch count. Yeah. Not I it, mean... It's at least shame. it's earlier this year. Last year it was like week 15. Yeah, we Can't count on him that. during the playoffs. Yeah. But talking about playoffs, a guy that has been carrying teams to the playoffs, uh, Derek Henry is going to be out possibly for the rest of the season. Yeah. They gave a 6 to 10 week period window, sorry. Um... But, like, maybe he it's comes hard. back if you're in the championship game. But if the Titans aren't doing well, I could see him sitting out the rest of the season here. Yeah. They just signed AP. Um, interesting signing. Yeah, um, considering maybe, AP's, like, 50. Uh, he's 36. But, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's probably top four running back of all time. Sure. Um, but he is, a, he is a technically a senior citizen. So we will see how that goes. Well, uh, in, in limited but not out news... Both Amari Cooper and Debo were both limited uh, lower body injuries that they are working through. But the odds are they'll both play. I, I, I'm expecting to see both these guys play this week. Yeah, that should not be a problem. Uh, but what is a problem are the players who melted down on you this week. That's, of course, our meltdown segment brought to you by Beecher's Handmade Cheese. Uh, if you have not searched your freezer aisle at your local grocery store... Beechers can be found in a lot of the different areas of the United States now. and I get it every time I go to Costco. It's in a lot of Pacific Northwest Costcos. It's expanding everywhere, and uh, this stuff's delicious. We've already talked about you throw it in the oven, forget it for 35 minutes, and you come back, and oh. there's a whole delicious fucking meal practically. Ooh, done. Uh, Honestly, my favorite is just like uh, get a nice block of cheese from them, get two, three different kinds, make a nice board, have like a little appetizer before dinner, have some guests over, sort of impress them with some jam, some bread, boom. It is the easiest way to elevate your Sunday snacking. So uh, get on it. Go find Beecher's Handmade Cheese. You can go to Beecher'sCheese.com. They have a store finder so you can get the product nearest you. Uh, that said, as delicious as Beecher's cheese is, these meltdowns were not delicious. Yeah, uh, these, these hurt some guys, and uh, I'm going to be one of those guys that they hurt this week. Yeah, I got a couple in there for you. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I saw that you added a few of my guys on there. I, uh, I already talked about Manuel Sanders. He was projected to get over 12 points. He got... He's been, no- he's been hot, though. He has been hot. He's been, arguably, compared to draft value, he's been a better grab than... Stefan uh, Diggs. Diggs by a mile. Oh, yeah. Um, but he got zero this week. For zero him. points. I think so. he had like two drops or maybe the targets were off. I didn't watch the film, but he had like three targets. Right, it's not like we're pros and we have to watch film or anything. I <laughs> mean, listen, <laughs> if if NFL Game Day wants to throw us a free membership, hashtag not a sponsor. Uh, no, eh, it, it didn't look good. No. I, I don't expect that to be a trend. Um, no, I, I, 
Josh Allen's going to keep throwing him the ball, so it should yeah. be fine. This guy, Kyle Pitts, I mean... He was top, ascending. Top pick of the draft this year. Probably one of the, the greatest prospects in the tight end. Um, and with all the weapons that have been injured and like not playing for Atlanta, they were projected 11.6, and he ended up only getting 2.3. You think a lot of the focus shifted to him with Calvin Ridley being 100%, out? 100%. With yeah. like Calvin Ridley being out, no Julio in Atlanta anymore. Everyone knows Kyle Pitts is coming to the league as a weapon. Yeah. This is a guy Matt Ryan's been looking his way a lot, and teams are just going to throw coverage on him. And there's going to be bust weeks like this in every tight end. Yeah. But a guy like Kyle Pitts, who is projected to have so many points this season, coming into this league as like a top weapon, it does hurt when he just can't get that ball to him. Yeah, It's not him. It was literally he just couldn't get the ball. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, this week, Mike Williams was a a big bust. Um, he'd been fairly consistent too, and a, a season where he's not been getting injured, which has been the big That's surprise a big for him. But, but this is Bill. This is classic Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is going to take one of the weapons on that team and completely shut them out of the game script, yeah. so then they can just focus on the one or two extra weapons. Obviously, the Chargers have Mike Williams, but they also have Keenan Allen, who is one of the best wide receivers. So it was going to be tough to lock down both. They decided to just shut down Mike Williams this game. I think Bill they, Belichick played a Bill Belichick game of lockdown defense. I think I think they made that that decision. Let's prevent the big touchdown score. Yep. Let's make them go underneath. Keenan Allen is not the streak down the field guy he used to be. Yeah, force force them to make multiples. Make, make some toss offs to Keenan Allen. Let let's see what Eckler can run against that line. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Pats came out with the win on this. They made the Chargers look silly. This is a Chargers team that people have been saying are going to go to the playoffs. They're going to go deep into the playoffs. They're a contender now with the weapons and Herbert. Oh, man, I mean the Pats aren't looking good this year, but man, they shut them down. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of being shut down, Travis Kelsey had 2.7 points this week. Oh, the, man, I don't know what's up with Mahomes this season, but he is really... like Not the Mahomes that we've seen from years before. I don't know what's happening on that offense, but almost no one's producing right now. Yeah, it it feels almost as though Mahomes... It's like, I have this analogy in my head. I haven't fleshed it out. But, like, Steph Curry makes those dumbass throws from, like, way past the halfway, uh, the half-point line, right? The half-court line. He'll he'll just launch it and make it, right? That was Mahomes with that sidearm diving out of bounds. Like, he could make those dumb moves that nobody else should move should make. And all of a sudden, he's just not making them this year. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting season. I mean, the Chiefs are, I think, 4-4 four and four right now. Yeah, if if even I know that they're current. They, they beat they beat the Giants this season, this on Monday night this week by three by three and that's a Giants team that was injured. Daniel Jones didn't look that good. I mean, he looked like Daniel Jones. He looked like he made some amazing throws, and then he made some throws. You're just like, eh, I'm pretty sure high school quarterbacks make better ones, yep. but um, still they barely scraped out a win there. Now is could this also be a uh, a sort of it obviously isn't Bill Belichick, but could it be a Bill Belichick-like mindset where people are saying, hey, Travis Kelsey is going to barrel down the field for 100-plus yards. Let's double him. Let's I remove mean, him. Joe Judge is obviously a Belichick disciple. He came from the Patriot system. He was with the Patriots for 12 years 
working his way up from a scout to special teams to wide receiver coach to a offensive coordinator uh, behind uh, Josh Daniels and Patriots. So he does understand the importance of locking down uh, main weapons for teams. And that is something that you have watched the Giants do this season is like trying to take out a major player Mm -hmm. um, from offense. But this Giants team is not strong enough defensively to be doing that. And it's just it's a it little was, amazing. It was amazing that they did such a good job of shutting Kelsey, who or, or how did he remember when he came out and he said his name's different than everyone pronounces it's Kels. I don't know. But whatever. I don't know. The That's... other so last last player for meltdown this week. This is one that hurt me really bad. This yeah. was James Robinson, projected fifteen points. He only got four. He did go out of the game injured. Yeah. Minor injury. Minor injury. He is going to return next week. We may see him on a snap count. Uh, Carlos Hyde may be taking away some snaps this next week. So we're going to monitor that through uh, till Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Um, But just keep an eye on that game. I do see this. Maybe not this bad, but I do see this as a trend that continues. He's been shouldering so much of that offense that there's no way. uh, Barring a Trevor Lawrence ascension into at least mediocrity... They need, yeah, they need to get a wide receiver in there to take off some pressure from the running backs. So it's going to yeah. be interesting how they alter their game plans coming up. Yeah, so. we'll see how that develops. But he may not be the upside everyone expected when uh, ETN left. Yep. Uh, moving on, it's of course an, another week of buys. Uh, I don't actually have the list in front of me, which is really embarrassing. But there are people on buy. You should like we're a professional sports. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a team that's on buy. That's a lot of value. Um, there are other teams as well. Other football teams. Team. There's teams in the NFL that are on buy this week, and just be aware of that. Uh, but our jet streamer segment is a place for you to find a 66% guaranteed rate of somebody that you could stream. Uh, it's just you don't know which one. So. Last week, actually, I'll I'll read your success rate and you can read mine. Yeah, Last we should week, start really tracking these. Uh, Daniel Jones was Austin's quarterback streamer, and he actually, I'll call this a hit because Daniel Jones gave you 16 points. In, if you're streaming to fill a position gap, 16 points is serviceable. So was the asterisked uh, Boston Scott slash Kenneth Gainwell. It was almost a Gainwell. hit. Almost a hit. I, it was almost a hit. I think I talked you into Gainwell because I think you'd for. I thought you had forgotten about. I Gainwell. had originally just going to. Cho- I was just going to choose Boston Scott, and you're like, "Oh, just add the rest of them." I should have added Jordan Howard. Then yeah. it would have been a full hit. It, Philadelphia running backs not named Kenneth Gainwell were at least 17 points last week. Yep. Boston Scott specifically was 18. So if you sort of t- flipped a coin and ended up on Boston Scott last week at our recommendation, congratulations. Um, but then KJ Osborne from Minnesota, uh, there just wasn't enough to spread around. He ended up with only the two points. So yeah, I mean, two not, out of three. Two out of three. I'm, I'm going to be happy this week. I'm going to go three for three. You ready for these three guys? Well, why don't you why don't you go ahead and hit me hit them with no no? We're going to go with my guys. Okay, first. fine. Boom. We're just going to keep rolling with me because I'm more important right now. I hope this curse goes on forever. I hate you. <laughs> okay, stream of the week for quarterback. We'll start with the quarterback. Yeah. Derek Carr, Las Vegas Raiders, did just lose a weapon, but I'm still expecting a big game from him. He's been throwing the ball a lot. Um, Josh Jacobs has been running beautifully. He might get Waller back too. Waller may be back. I actually picked him up in our league because I'm worried about Murray on Arizona 
being a little banged up, so we're not really sure he's questionable. Well, plus he's facing Jimmy Handsome and the 49ers secondary, so... Yeah, they're not that good this year. Um, next is going to be Mark Ingram, the return of the Alabama Heisman winner to New Orleans. Uh, when he was with the team, uh, Alvin Kamara's first year, they produced one of the best one-two punches in the NFL... I'm expecting him to reignite some of that magic, take some of that load off of Kamara, and they're going to spread the ball around. He's a great pass-catching back. Yeah. We have no clue who the quarterback's going to be next week. So I'm going to see some uh, some running back little dump-offs. We're going to see some good uh, yardage. Yeah. This next one I may be another – this one's a 50-50. I'm going to go with Russell Gage at wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. They did just lose their main guy, Calvin Ridley. We talked about that earlier. Um I mean, Matt Ryan has to throw the ball somewhere, right? Yep. So I'm going to say Russell Gage is going to be number one receiver. Yeah, I think he'll be the beneficiary of the fact that they're going to have they're they're going to have linebackers glued to pits. Yeah, they're going to have CBs spying Cordero Patterson wherever he is on the field. Russell Gage could slip in there for a lot of points. He's a good receiver. We've seen him produce. He's yeah. had. 100-yard receiving games. And he's been banged up the last couple weeks, so him coming back, he could step right into a role. Oh, I'm I'm seeing him stepping up this week. I like it. Uh, I, I, I'll, you know what? I'll let you continue. Yeah, how, did, how did I do last week? Connor, you were two for three last week. Same so record nice. as myself. Unfortunately, you got the win and I lost this week. But you started off with Carson Wentz, quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. He produced 18 points for you. Um, good production. That was a great game, actually, to watch. Then you came up with a bust here with Samaje Perrine, Cincinnati running back. Only produced 2.8. Um, Joe Mixon still seems to be the sole running back in that offense that is producing. I think I was praying Joe Mixon was more hurt than he was, which yeah, is unfair I, to Joe Mixon. You know, the funny thing is, like, Mixon came out, I think he had 24 points. Yeah. So he ran over that uh, week. Just one touchdown would have given me a, a quote, win on P. Ryan. And, you know, so here's the thing. So you're two for three, but we're giving you a big asterisk on this one because you said Valdez Scantling on Green Bay, Who's, who did not even play. He turned out to still be out. So my hope is that all of you wonderful fantasy people out there, you've, you've got to be smarter than I am. And you had to have looked the day of and went, ooh, Scantling's still out. I should go for the next option, which was Randall Cobb, who got you 15 points. Yeah, Randall Cobb did produce, but you know what? We're going to take away your two for no. three, and we're going to go one for three on no, this week. No, no. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh-uh. Valdez Scantling did not produce. I'm only technically one and a half on my three. I think I should be one and a half as well. No, no. What I was saying you're, was, you're, what I was you're saying was don't zero. take the tight end and don't take the the running back. Don't take two. the tight end who was on the IR. Now on the IR. He was uh, last last week. He was uh, before the game. I didn't think he had been added to the IR. He at was that added point. to the IR before the game. That's right. So technically, Cobb was the only wide receiver target they had. So who are your calls this week? Let's see if you can go redemption and go three for three. Well, I'm dipping my toes back into Green Bay because when you have a otherwise fully healthy quarterback go down, the game plan is very easy to shift. Uh, Jordan Love is my quarterback pick. I see him as having to scramble a lot. Uh, he's getting Devontae Adams back, which is a huge plus. 
he has Randall Cobb still. It looks like Valdez Scantling may actually return this week. Uh, yeah, it, it's an offense that has so many weapons that you don't want to say you could plug anyone in, but Jordan Love's going to produce enough on the ground to make up for what he isn't in the Aaron Rodgers category with his arm. Uh, at running back, I'm actually going to go in for a little bit of the Salvin, uh, Salvin Ahmed out of Miami. Uh, he is going to probably take a number of snaps away from Miles Gaskin, who is dealing with a noticeable injury. Uh, I just, you know, the ball's got to get run somewhere. And I just see that as an opportunity where you can, you could probably see some goal line work out of Ahmed on an offense that's moving the ball enough. They're also getting, uh, Devontae Parker is fully healthy finally. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're getting some weapons back. Tua did produce last week. He looked actually pretty good. But I just... Uh, I This one's going to be... Uh, that's a tough one. If you're in like a 12-man league, definitely try to grab him. I would. I think he's flex-worthy. If you're in a strong 10-man league, I think... You probably already have a bench piece that's yeah, stronger than exactly. him. But if you are if you are ravaged by buys at the running back position, I think he is a suitable plug uh in to wrap out wrap wrap out wrap out i'm not gonna wrap wrap in wrap uh van jefferson will be what i wrap up the jet streamer segment can you do a freestyle about van jefferson no i can't i can't do any freestyles you're just too white i've gotten too much free stuff because i've been born white which is just privilege all over the place (laughs) hashtag woke podcast uh van jefferson of course is the la rams third wide receiver two two white men with a beard just producing a podcast like everybody in the world wanted um no i come on matt stafford's hot matt stafford is so hot this offense is incredible i mean van jefferson was um the guy i called out for my first week on the podcast and he produced, I think, that week with like four, 13, 12. He, he was a serviceable replacement for Bipocalypse, and it yep. worked out well. Um, so I'm saying dip your toes again. I think he has a lot of opportunity, especially because, well, the more teams you face, the more teams are going to try and double Cooper. The more teams are going to try and eliminate Daryl Henderson out of the backfield as a target. And you're just There gonna... is still Robert Woods. I mean, this is still like a three. Uh, three. This is still a three. Bobby I mean, Trees. Yeah, I mean, he had two touchdowns last week. Yes, and I still think you can have uh, a productive Van Jefferson. Oh, 100%. A productive Cooper Cup and a productive uh, Robert Woods. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the final segment we'll step into this week, we, uh, we skipped it last week. It's called Headwind or Tailwind, a game where we propose a topic or a trend that we're seeing with a player or team, and we will... Uh, We'll just say, do we think it's headwind or tailwind? Headwind, of course, being uh, difficulty for that trend to continue. The headwind is slowing it down. Or a tailwind, that's going to accelerate and keep going. Uh, And first things first. We like planes, guys. (laughs) The whole fucking podcast is called Flight of Fantasy. And I swear to God, if Alaska Airlines doesn't fucking sponsor us. We should probably get to a PG-13 level. But no, yeah, Alaska, that. Alaska. Oh no, you're right. You know what we need? Virgin Galactic. Yeah, Virgin would be like, yo, fucking swear as much as you want. We'll get we'll get Robert Bran- or uh Robert Branson? Branson. Branson. I don't Branson. know his, I don't know his first name. If you're listening to this, sir, it's not out of disrespect, it's out of <laughs> that you're ignorance so well and respected and we You've love done your such a good job at hiding your name. 
anyway, uh, in Headwind or Tailwind here, the first thing is, the, it's very personal to you, Austin. Yep, this is, is one that's Kittle, really important to me. Is he going to slot in immediately as a tight end one, the fact that he's back? Like, the moment he's back? Drum roll, please. No. No, yeah. he is not. Um, I... I mean, he. We all know Kittle is one of the best tight end weapons in the league. Garoppolo has been playing really great actually these last few games. Uh, you were bipolar last week while we were talking about that game, and you were like, "I hate Garoppolo. I'm gonna suck his big toe." I love him. I was gonna say the c word, but I but we're still hoping for that Alaska Airlines. <laughs> but we're still hoping. Uh, so I don't see I, he's coming off the injury I'm going to say they're going to like ease him into playing um, they've been the weapons there have been producing well enough that they don't need to like play the whole offense through him so is this week going to be a great week to play him I don't even know if he is going to play this week true so right now he still has that headwind of that injury pushing him back when he does return full health and we see it he's going to be an every week play I, I'm with you on the headwind, but I see the winds being prevailing for the rest of the year. Yeah, Jim, no, that's Jimmy 100%. Garoppolo, since he's taken over in the 49ers, he kind of gets a hard-on for one player a year. It was Kittle when he broke the yardage record. And then it was Ayuk and Debo. He was kind of splitting it up last year, but Ayuk was the new toy. Uh, and then this year, it's Debo. Look at Debo's been fire. Just he one, broke... Uh, um rice's Se- seven game seven game yardage, uh, yardage and record. touchdown record insane that's held since when did a- rice play the 30s? I think it was 80 the 30s what are you talking the about 1930s you realize jerry rice is like 50 right i don't he played, know man the he guy... played with joe montana the man on the wall in our studio who is he wow third like like what college quarterback that like did some pickup football. So we're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you... best way to piss Connor off is just pretend you don't know who Joe Montana is. That's okay. I still think Tom Brady is the most overrated quarterback in history. So uh, Jamar Chase continuing You're his hot streak. Is that, that. Is that going to continue? Is Jamar Chase going to continue his hot streak going into Cleveland? Oh, I 100% hope so. Why do you hope so? I mean, obviously now I'm like, go Cincinnati. Um, yeah, because yeah. New England's not great. No, because I have to say that so someone will like me. So ah, uh, I see, yeah. I see. I, uh, I uh, did actually uh, maybe going to a game actually uh, December game. So we're gonna be live broadcasting Austin. From I the guess game. I guess I need to uh, to provide context that Austin has a new bow or bell. I guess would be the term. Then a new bell because a bow is a man. Uh, close my ex. <laughs> what? Who Bell? gives a crap? Bell is a French word. Yeah, okay, man. whatever. Well, who cares? The point Jamar is, Chase of she's Cincinnati, from Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, she's from Cincinnati. Exactly. I, uh, I mean, the guy's been unstoppable this year. He is like they, him and Joe Burrow can, have rekindled that love that they had in college, and has been a great connection. And I'm really, I really personally love seeing these. Um, college quarterbacks and wide receivers reuniting uh cleveland's defense has been really great though so i wonder if they might not be uh, they lost 
they lost a couple of key pieces a few weeks ago. Yeah. So they might not be as stout a defense as we're hoping, not maybe hoping, but as expecting. I mean, they really did shut down um, Johnson and Najah Harris last week. Yeah. So, I mean. Who knows? It's going to be a great game. I'm saying Jamar Chase is still going to have a tailwind to push him through that week. I think he will be in doldrums, which is a new category right in the middle that I'm I'm saying, you know what, he'll be serviceable, but I can't see upside for him this week. I just can't, you know? I, I Do you still put him in as a flex? Oh, he's still a wide receiver too, easily. Okay. Yeah. So Yeah, he's still, still very much but but I'm saying you know, he's had like twenty plus point games. It's not happening. This yeah, yeah. I mean, but still, watch me eat that. After this whole Wednesday. ramble, and put him as a flex. Yeah, just don't expect twenty. Play him. him. Play him with capped upside. Uh, next, this is my favorite question of the week. I'm I, I'm looking at the like the sheet here, and I'm like, why was this even added? But let's go. All right, there have been a number of COVID nineteen related outs. For this first nine games this year, right? People who have caught COVID and cannot test out before the game, so they have to stay out. How the hell is Cole Beasley not one of them? Does that continue? It's because he licks toilet bowls and he's immune to every disease on earth because he is white trash. I, I you know what? Cole Beasley, fight me. Yeah. Uh, You're two foot nine. For anybody, I'll sit on you. for anybody who is uh, missing the joke that Cole Beasley is an anti-vax, I'm fairly certain. Maybe not QAnon. Oh, he's, he's definitely QAnon. But he's like he's out there. The fact that this man has not already come down with COVID tells me either a they're paying him way too much so he gets to grease the COVID nineteen tester every week, or, or he actually doesn't believe the shit he says. I don't know which direction to take that, but I I'd like to put a I'd like to put a bet out there that he does end up on the COVID-19 list bet- before the end of the season. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, as bad as this is to say, yeah, I want to see him on the COVID list. Just as a, a sort of like, yeah, screw you. Yeah, for, exactly. For I'm just sick and tired of like so many people in this country just like being like it's a hoax and him being like eh, i don't need it i lick toilet bowls i'm healthy yeah get like honestly mate get fucked yeah so yeah because it's it, to get to get deep again for a second it's not about you it's about the hundreds of people around you that you don't want to kill be a friend save a life be a saint grab a face mask like Smokey, the, like Smokey the Bear says, don't start forest fires. Wear a mask. Something. Yeah, something We're, like we're that. somewhere in there. <laughs> okay, back to Headwind Tailwind. Ooh, this one's an interesting one. We were talking about it earlier, actually, about um, Kelsey there. But Patrick Mahomes has been underperforming this season. It's been a rough year for the Kansas City Chiefs. What do you see the rest of the season, or even this week, for Patrick Mahomes? I think rest of season Mahomes will regress back towards the mean which of course when you talk about the mean for Mahomes, you're talking about a pretty nice high average in terms of the way he plays oh top four quarterback every week exactly you'll see a regression back towards that mean but i don't see him you know a lot of people would say like oh well he's had it so bad the first few weeks he's going to turn around and be so out of this world to return to his average i'm not saying he's going to be his normal average by the end of the year this will be a down year for him in total is this him or is this like the kansas city chiefs in general like 
Is Andy Reid like losing his touch on play calling, or who is um who's the offensive coordinator? Belling Bellinger there, who's been the. I'm not sure. Is he, he is he just unfocused because of all these uh, head Eric coaching? Bellamy. Uh, Eric Bellamy. Eric Is he unfocused because of all these head coaching jobs that he was denied, where he was the top candidate? I, you know what, I have a different thought on that actually. Uh, as a San Francisco Giants fan, baseball, bear with me. You might remember a young, wiry looking little fuck from. Let's like, go. Yes, Tim oh, Lincecum look from at that. 2008. Austin, Austin his... Machado with the sports trivia win. So Tim Lincecum was unhittable for the first three seasons. Nobody could even begin to understand how to hit him. And then all of a sudden, people started to learn how to hit him. People started to go, ah, okay, yeah, I like, I like his tendencies. I know how to hit that. Oh, I see how he whips that. They were figuring out his rhythm. And he became can we, way hittable. Can we compare a baseball player to an entire football team? To an entire football yes. team? Yes. Because think about it. Patrick Mahomes, to be perfectly honest, is a two-trick pony. He's a scramble out of the pocket and make a dumbass throw that somehow works. To two of the best catching weapons in the league. Yes. In Hill and Kelsey. Or, or he scrambles, but not. he doesn't scramble like a lot of, you know, you're not going to get... 100 plus yards out of him he's going to scramble to get that that strategic first down once you learn i mean his pocket has just been collapsing all year i mean we watched that in the super bowl last year like yeah that line man cannot hold and protect him and i think he's he's he he in the super bowl last year ran more yards than both running backs for both teams combined yep and he only had 20 yards total because he had so many negative yards. And I think what people have figured out is if you can flush him from the pocket fast, he makes bad decisions on on that level. Yeah. When he had enough time, thinking back to the 49ers Super Bowl, we were getting to him, but he was able to flush. It was a four, five second, six second, and then he's by the sideline. He makes his throw. When you can get him there in the first four seconds... He has to rush, and his his routes haven't set up. You guys were in the Super Bowl, twenty nineteen, my man. Wow. Yeah. Things people just don't. We about. we are actually the reason COVID didn't spread faster. If we had won the Super Bowl, it was already in San Francisco, and that parade would have killed millions. I wish it did. You wish that we won the Super Bowl? Yes, yes, that's yes, that's what I meant. I wish. The or 49er. you wish that San Francisco? No, no, died. no, no. I meant that. I see what you're saying. I meant San Francisco won the Super Bowl because wow. I support my best friend. Did you even mean co-host. what you said? Did you even mean what you said about Henry Ruggs? You animal. Let's move Who's on Henry before Ruggs? we get into hot water. Uh, I named this one scheme versus meme. This is still headwind or tailwind. Oh, All right. I love this one. This was, I saw this on the docket. And I was like, this is great. Do you think? That even as a platoon, Jeremy McNichols and Adrian Peterson will have, will they even hold the jock strap that Derrick Henry had in the Tennessee backfield? Will they still be in total as effective as even 75% of Derrick Henry? And let's see if I can get through this without laughing. <laughs> no, I can't because no. Derrick Henry is a once-in-a-generation player. And that offensive line isn't that strong. Tannehill is a middle-of-the-road quarterback. Their only wide receiver weapon is Brown. 
and now you're talking about a 36-year-old future Hall of Fame um, running back and a guy that no one in Nashville can name stepping up to even 20% compared to future Hall of Famer Derek Henry. I mean, is there is there a chance that they're both so bad that the opposing the opposing defense is expecting no, so because it's going to be so easy to scheme now against them because it was you knew they were going to run all the time with Derrick Henry, but the thing is you can't scheme a defense to stop Derrick Henry from running. It's very easy to scheme a defense to stop a undrafted running back and a 36-year-old man to stop running. Now you've already stopped that running game and you're putting that game now onto Tanner Hill's hand. And now all you have to do is shut down Brown. I mean, I love Rabel. I think he's a great coach. He was an amazing player. Um, he is a smart coach as well. But man, losing a weapon that, like Henry, I just, I see this is Tennessee's season gone. I I actually see this as oh? the opposite. Oh? Oh, I didn't see this one coming. We haven't so, talked about this. I just walked no, into the no. room and I saw the docket, so I'd have no clue. I think Jeremy McNichols is more effective than you would expect. The 49ers actually were the The guy first has team had two, two like running attempts this whole season. The, yeah. They it's don't even you're trust him. Derek Henry. But the thing is like No, why why Derek Henry you has say rushed three hundred and eighty times, it's only week eight. You need to break up the guy from just running and running and running. You want to save your best player a little to give. But the thing is, they won't even save their best player's uh, legs every week because they know behind him is nothing. They have to play their only They've weapon. been in boat races every week. You don't play. Tennessee has had some easy games this season. They've not made them easy. No, they don't make them easy because they only can run. That's why they're always shootouts because Tanner Hill and um, Brown can't play every, like make every play. They have to run it, and that's what I'm saying. They they have had I, easy games that they've made hard because they only run. And I'm saying the last couple games, if you've actually if you watch uh, having Tannehill and having AJ Brown, I have Jace been. Is, Jace is going to yell at us for this, but whatever. Uh, having both of them, I've actually. I've been watching the ascension of the passing game. I drafted them because I expected what I got, what you saw last year, and they have started to ascend. I actually think that they have been shifting away from overusing Henry. Now, will they have to get more creative? Sure. You're going to start lining up wide receivers in the backfield, doing jet sweeps? Yeah, that's what they're going to have to do. Jeremy McNichols does not equal sign Derrick Henry. AP in his prime even barely equaled the type of running Derrick Henry did. AP was elusive. Derrick Henry is brutal. So, yeah, but the thing is, also, Derrick Henry is a great receiving back, too. AP has never been a good receiving back. I'd argue against that. Later in his career, he started to become much better with his hands. After beating his wife. Whoa, I knew you were going there. The point is, <laughs> the point is, I'm not saying that they will... Two, two mediocres do not make a monster, but I think that they will do enough to keep Tennessee relevant. Okay, so I had to pull up their Tennessee's remaining games. I won't even look at their old games. This week they're playing the Rams. Easy. Loss. 
No, I'm saying easy to scheme. I, the Rams' defense has been great, and they just traded for fucking Von Miller. Yeah. Do you know exactly what I would do to the Rams if I'm Tennessee? Vrabel, if you're listening, by the way, playbook suggestion galore right here. Are you ready? Let them penetrate the O-line. Dump off to Jeremy McNichols for a seven-yard gain. If you do that every play, you get down the field. All right. Whatever. (laughs) Titans lost this week. Next, the week after, Saints. Saints just beat Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay. I'm saying that's a loss. Then they have an easy game versus the Texans. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are we just going to gloss over the fact that the Saints have, like, piss in a bucket for a quarterback? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Okay. It's going to be a shootout, but it's going to be a loss. Then they get an easy win against the Texans. Then they have to go up to New England and play Belichick and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Belichick's going to easily shut down Brown, so then they're going to have to run with whoever their running back is. Unless they sign OBJ off the... Unless it... They... <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Okay. It'll be a shootout. Uh, I'm going to give the Patriots win out of just hope. Then they get an easy game no, versus the Jags. No, no, no. You, you mispronounced homerism. Homerism. Okay. Jags, easy win. Then they go up to the Steelers, who shut down... Cleveland last week, Steelers defense, still pretty good. Tottenham, smart coach. Going to be a great game. Titans versus 49ers on December 23rd. Who do you take in that? Who do you take? You know who I'd take. I'm taking the 49ers. I actually think that'll be a much closer game than you'd think. I don't think. Unless, unless, I mean, is that six weeks now? One, two, three, four, five, six. It would be week seven. That would be the exact week he could come back at earliest by projection. By projection, that is the earliest he can come back. And he won't be. Let's no, be perfectly honest. I'm, I'm saying the season will be. They'll be because they're. What's their be current the record right now? They are. Aren't they like five and three? Yeah, I think it's a little better than that actually. They are one, two, three. We're counting off four, fantasy five, uh, app. This. Six. They're six and two. They're six and two. But you want to know who their two losses are? Cardinals. Duh. Duh. Jets. They lost oh, yeah. to that, the Jets. That trap game was pretty bad. That's what I'm saying is they're not an actually good team. They just get like shootouts where they Derrick Henry runs for 200 yards. One of those touchdowns. wins wasn't one of those wins. Baltimore. No, they beat the Seahawks by three points with a field goal in overtime. Lucky Derrick Henry, 200 yards, three touchdowns. They beat the Colts, iffy team. Then they easy win over the Jags. Then they beat the Bills. Field goal with That's time remaining. That was. that was the close game I was thinking of. And then they came back. They beat the Chiefs, which was a horrible game by the Chiefs. They had that was probably the best the Titans have looked right there. And then they came back again, beat the Colts again. In overtime, though, again with a field goal in overtime. That's three field goals for wins this season. They're not a good team. So what you're saying is, is in in the offensive picture that we should be painting for the the Titans rest of season. A they're going to go 500 this, for the rest of the a season. A big factor should be the health of their kicker. Because without their kicker... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. So, note, if they lose their kicker, then they're done for the season. Note, note to WT and Jace, who are <clears throat> noted, noted Tennessee fans, um, without your kicker... Forget Derrick Henry, but without your kicker, you guys are 500. They're... They Actually, would, they'd be sub-500. They'd be sub-500 without their kicker. Which you could say about pretty much any team, and they would be and they would the be zero and seven without Derrick Henry. I I genuinely think that you can't expect the same, but I 
I don't think they'll be. I don't think they'll be horrible. And it, it, you know what hurts me to say? If the 49ers continue playing this weird middling level football they've been playing, that was a rough game versus the Bears. Titans without Derrick Henry could beat the 49ers, and that's so fucking embarrassing. Justin Fields almost beat the 49ers. Well, yeah, last week. I don't want to get into it. We we can get into it though. Are we, are we gonna get into it? We can get into turbulence right now. <sighs> yeah, we're we've already kind of been in turbulence with the I way know, you but... reacted to that that Derrick Henry beef. I just but... hate Jace, so I just want him to lose. I'm just kidding, Jace, buddy. Love ya, Roll Tad, Roll Tad. Yeah. All right, all right, uh, all right. I man, if I could just th- this podcast is not about any one particular team. But you want to talk about one of the most disappointing managements of a season that you've ever watched. The 49ers, right off the bat, we're having an injury season that is only out... Like, the number of injuries we've had this year... Every team... I would argue every other team in the league has had bigger injuries than the 49ers. Your number one starting running back, your number one tight end. Like, you... Okay... The what? Giants, they're one, two, three wide receivers. They're no, 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 running no, no. back. You're talking about week to week. I'm talking about this is a chunk, like Raheem Mostert, gone for the season. Gone for the season. George Kittle. It's been that was four just week and a week. It's been, no, four and a half weeks. Yeah, he but Shaquan has been gone for most of the season. Um, Shepard's been gone for most of the season. Tony's been gone now two weeks. I mean, their team, every team, like, fuck drafting early, man. But it's like every team, like, gets injuries. The Baltimore, they lost three running backs before the season even started. They had to go out. But and... their starting running back never got injured. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I was so confused because I was like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure every running back they had on the roster got injured. But yeah, Lamar Jackson. But I mean, yeah, like I'm not. <sighs> I, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to get at is is Moser was Moser that big of a loss when Mitchell has come up and just been just as good in the last three years. Only one player has reappeared as the fastest ball carrier. Let me guess. It's been Raheem Mostert. He is the only one who has shown up multiple times in the top five plays, like ball carrying plays, uh, in each season. Do you want to know who led the league in 2014 in rushing touchdowns? LeGarrette Blount. The guy is 260 pounds, ran a 40-yard dash in six seconds. Speed isn't the most important thing for no, back. but when you have so, a, but now the, you're just saying, oh, he's the best running back in the league because he showed up five times as the fastest player. You, that doesn't isn't the most important aspect. Considering that you still have some of Belichick's seed dribbling down your chin, I think you would understand when a scheme is built for a certain type of player. You want a speedster like Raheem Mostert on a team that banks on the yards after touch or reception yeah but what i'm saying is like elijah mitchell has been doing just as good as the job is he as fast no is he been breaking t- what's, tackles? what's his nickname baby mostert he's not full mostert yet is that his nickname that's or is that liter- what, like... no that's literally been his nickname all season yeah by so, 49ers fans yeah who else is going to nickname their players yeah hi hi i'm a jets fan i'd like to submit a nickname for a 49ers player it's fuckwit like no the, the reality the reality that would be is, jimmy g's nickname by 49ers fans well yeah uh jimmy oh so handsome but please walk into a fucking stop sign um man it it's just like 
why why was Debo why did we even win the game last week? Just to hyper focus on the 49ers, it's because you had Debo Samuel break an 80-something yard fucking reception. Which where the pass was like six yards. And then he just no, broke uh, D- it. I mean, of course. Debo's a great wide receiver. Though. Yeah, but that's what you were getting out of all the different that's what Kittle's known for. So we're a team where we lost two of our pieces that actually move the ball downfield because it's not our quarterback who does it. That's what disappoints me the most about the 49 I don't think, I, I mean, that, I, that's, I that say, makes sense to be disappointed, but I can't see you going ahead and giving this claim like the 49ers are the I, most injured team. You did said, I say that? No, I did not. Rewind I said, it. No. What I said was, we have had arguably as bad an injury season as we were starting to have last year. Now, last year, we lost a ton of defensive pieces, but yes. which, by the way, you never let me get to the point. We've lost our top three cornerbacks. We have lost... At multiple times in the season, two of our different linebackers for multiple weeks. Yeah. Where it's not as it's not as prolific. It's not like we're losing Nick Bosa again. Yeah. Who, by the way, get Nick Bosa a fucking statue already. Then his oh. I'm I'm not saying in Canton. I'm just saying this man He's a 49ers legend already. Yeah. I, I mean I love the kid. I I still I, uh, st- I still think his brother is like better. Well, you have more time on tape for his brother. Yeah. But but what what I'm what I'm the, paint, the picture I'm painting, and perhaps a better turbulence question that I'll link to at the end of this statement. 49ers, for how much talent is still healthy versus the talent that they have lost to injury, still look pitiful. You yeah. lose a rain game at home against Carson Wentz, who basically hand-delivered the ball to your linebacker for an interception. Like, he literally was like, Oh, I did see this, yes. Hello. Hello. <laughs> that was a pretty bad I'd like man. you to take care of this for me because I don't know what to do with it. So they are among, to me, and it's probably because I pay attention and I'm a 49er fan. Yeah, but that's fair to say. Above expectation, or up below expectation, one of the most disappointing teams on the season. You know who else I put up there? The Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are way, like, I would say the most disappointing like, this is a team everyone was expecting Super Bowl. Well, a lot of people were saying the 49ers were the team to beat in the NFC, and then the Cardinals came out. I mean, I don't know if anyone besides 49ers fans were saying the 49ers... Colin Coward? Kyle Brandt? Both of them are paid by NFL. They're not, pay- they're not paid by 49er regional media, you know no, what I mean? No, but I mean, I think there was also, like... If you look across the international, like not international, but like the national like broadcasting spectrum, I think a lot of guys were saying the Rams are going to be the favorites with Stafford. A yeah. lot of people were saying that no, the no. cards. I'm not saying people they were, were the saying clear... this. Year. You guys, the 49ers play in the toughest division in the NFL. All four of those teams, when they're healthy, are Super Bowl contenders. So we should when... just break off and make our own fucking league, or we should just all get split up into new divisions. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... <laughs> oh, I'm so sick. Because, like, even as long as there is a quarterback in in Seattle, Seattle's relevant. You could literally put out fucking garbage. I mean, I don't know. G- Geno Smith does not look relevant. No, no, he no. He had no, a no. great pass. A quarterback, not Geno Smith. Not fucking... I'm talking... You could put Russell Wilson out there with a bunch of guys. Yeah. Right? Do the whole Philadelphia in the 80s thing. Just bring in people off the street. And you could fucking you could have Russell Wilson be relevant. Oh, 100 percent. Seahawks like we're be just winning. Saying, it's the best division. Here's a question for turbulence. The question of the week is: We know who the best division in football is. Who's the worst division? I think we both want to say the same division. The AFC East. 
No, not even close, man. Not even close. NFC East. Well, I mean, that's just going... That's recency bias. Last year, they were horrible. Now the Cowboys look fine. Uh, fine. They... And the Eagles don't look that bad. I mean, they, they need to get their feet back under them, but... I mean, I still think that NFC East is still the worst division. Yeah, and I guess I'm also thinking... I'm, I'm thinking of everyone except the Bills when I say AFC East. Pats are top 14 team right now. Ooh, top half. So impressive. I don't care. You still have the Dolphins, who are straight booty, no matter how... Dude, you could Man, you know the thing is, I actually thought the Dolphins were going to have a great season this year. Oh, yeah. So does everyone since 1988. (laughs) (laughs) Last time they were relevant. Uh, Um, That was the last time Marino played? No, it's more recent than that. Uh, Marino? I think he was... Marino didn't play into the 90s. Okay. Ooh, did I just make a number, a numerical reference that I hadn't... You may be exactly correct. It may be 88 was Marino's last year. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll go to John in your own for the, yeah. the verification. But, um, I don't I mean, I know what you want. I know why you're going with the NFC. AFC East. AFC yeah. East. And, I mean, like, am I going to, like, sit here and, like, have to, like, can I make a lie about it? I mean, eh, no. I mean, Jets are just complete trash. I mean, yeah. Sala looks like he's over his head as a coach. Wow. I, hmm. I mean. Poor guy. Poor guy. I mean, love I like, him. I like, I love great him. coach. Great, great defensive coach. Not great, a good head coach. Great coach. Maybe not a good team runner. Yeah, it doesn't I don't know that he wants to be in charge. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he like. I mean, he literally went into one practice and he forgot he was the head coach. Um, Floor is a great coach who has brought in some good guys into that team, but they're just not clicking yet. It is a young team. It is the. It's the second youngest team in the NFL right now. Damn. Um, so that is an interesting one. And then you have the New England Patriots rebuild rookie. To be fair, actually, the AFC East it has the youngest starting quarterbacks in the whole league. Yeah. Every single starting quarterback in the AFC East is under the age of 25. So I'm just, I'm like, I'm not making that as an excuse, but it is an interesting fact that that league is so young now because. It used to be a very old league with quarterbacks. Well, when you have Tom Brady in any division, you're kind of weighing down the average. I mean, uh, the NFC NFC South last year was the oldest, like, quarterbacks with Breeze and Brady. Yeah. Matty Ice is getting old. Matty Ice. Oh, yeah, man. I forgot. What is he, like, 35? 36. They had Matty Ice, Breeze, Brady, and Bridgewater. Yeah, was he... In Carolina, yeah, he yeah, was he in was in Carolina. Carolina. So I'm, I mean, he's 20. and you, you know, it's hard to remember or hard to think about Bridgewater three or four years ago, five years ago, before his knee injury when he was on the Vikings. There, I was just thinking, I was going to say when he came back, played his final game with the Vikings after the knee injury. Yeah, I was like, man, before his knee injury, he looked like he could have been a star in the league. Yeah, um, he looked like RG three did when he came into the league. Yeah, although. You but, the, the, I mean, the NFL is the NFL because it will pick it you, up you up and spit you out so fast. Yeah. You really need, like, that's what makes guys like Joe Montana, who played 17 years. 16 years? I think it was 16 or 17. 16. I, I, I try not to count the years he went to Kansas City. Yeah. Or Tom Brady playing 22 years. Yeah. It's like, it's amazing that, or 
um, the kicker for the Colts. Oh, Vinatieri, man. Vinatieri playing for thirty nine years. It, it felt like I. I think it the, felt like I. I think I think he hit twenty one. I know he hit twenty five. Really? Yeah, he hit twenty five last year before he retired, and like it's like guys that can stay or defensive players like Sherman who have been in the league for 14 years. It's amazing sometimes the guys that can stay in that long. Yeah. And then you watch guys who are like RG3 blow up one year and then gone. gone. It's gone. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, uh I I certainly I hope to see a heck of a lot more football for a lot of these these recent crop of quarterbacks who have come in. You mentioned how young the AFC East is. Uh we're about to see a changing of the guard in the next two or three years where There's the Maddie, so many young the Maddie Ices right are going to go, you know, because it's their time. Yep. And uh, Unfortunately, one day, Tom Brady is not going to be able to play. He'll yeah. be 62, but one day he'll not be able to yeah. play. It'll, it'll be Super Bowl 103. And he'll, he'll be playing against, uh, what's his name, um, Cooper Manning's kid. Oh, God. Um, Cooper Arch, Manning? It's Arch Manning. Archie Manning's their dad. No, Arch Archie Manning is the father. Arch Manning is Cooper Manning's son. Cooper is the oldest of the Manning boys. It went Cooper, Peyton, Eli. Their father, Arch Manning, has the all-time record for uh, interceptions. But now Arch Manning, Cooper's son, is the number one ranked high school quarterback. And there's tons of NFL memes that like Brady's going to retire when he beats Arch Manning in the Super Bowl in 2030. Jesus. And then he can go out and saying he finally beat a man. Beat a man in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I'll I'll say this uh, for anybody who is still listening to this podcast at this point. Uh, if only you could go back in time and tell yourself to put this at one and a half speed, then you too could have as much fun as we're having now. Just shitting and spitting and shooting the shooting the breeze so two white men with beards drinking beer hosting a podcast hosting a podcast it was arguably what america needed most was another pair of white men with a podcast so you're welcome not just america you're welcome the world yes to our one listener in spain and our two in australia guten tag all right well everyone have an excellent night you take care everyone uh, We'll be seeing you next week, just so long as Austin doesn't lose again. Wah, wah, wah.